Hi there, this is Joan Van Ark, and you're listening to TV Confidential. On April 18, 1979, at 8 p.m., a new kind of television series was born. Real people. Ed Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential, radio talk show about television is happy to welcome five-time Emmy Award-winning writer, producer, director, journalist, and cultural critic, John Barber. Most of you listening tonight probably know John Barber as the creator, producer, principal, writer, and co-host of Real People, the weekly primetime news magazine that aired on NBC from 79 to 1984 and was the number one show on television the first two years on the year the years that uh, John was on the show where it garnered a 50 share in a three network universe that just gives you an idea of how many people watched real people and the success of real people paved the way for the era of reality television as we know it today if you grew up in Los Angeles you know John Barber as the original host of AM Los Angeles, where he won the first of his five Emmys while interviewing newsmakers from all around the world, as well as his years as the critic at large from KNBC Channel 4, the NBC affiliate in Los Angeles, where John became the first critic in America to do film reviews on a TV news broadcast and won three more Emmy Awards along the way. John Barber spent 10 years as the movie critic for Los Angeles Magazine. If you're a fan of Ernie Kovacs, you know John Barber is the writer, producer, and narrator of Ernie Kovacs Television's original genius, the definitive documentary on Ernie Kovacs. If you're a scholar of John F. Kennedy, you know that John Barber is the only man who has produced three films on the JFK assassination, The Garrison Tapes, The Last Word, and The American Media, and The Second Assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Impressive as all of that sounds, that only scratches the surface of John Barber's career. He's also performed in nightclubs around the country, including as the opening act for Bobby Darin, Robert Goulet, and Dionne Warwick, wrote material for such diverse personalities as, as Tom Bradley, Tom Hayden, and Frank Sinatra, acted on stage as part of a British theater company, and on such American TV shows as Get Smart, Sanford and Son, CSI, and Breaking Bad, and has hosted several variety shows of his own, including, very briefly, the original host of The Gong Show. Above all, John Barber is a raconteur without equal. The story of his life and career is an epic-length tale that we will tell you more about in just a second. John Barber, welcome to TV Confidential. Oh, thank you so much. I was uh, really looking forward to spending an hour with you. And introduction which sounded like a eulogy we've got we've got about five minutes left and the thing i was waiting for you to mention so i'll mention it now everything that you mentioned and more is in this uh book my autobiography thank you so much it's uh called your mother's not a virgin bumpy life and times with a canadian dropout face of American television, and I can't tell you how delighted I am to be here with you. Yes, we'll tell you more about Your Mother is Not a Virgin, including the origin of the title, Your Mother is Not a Virgin, in just a second, but uh, um, there, there are so many ways we could begin our conversation. Um, uh, John is with us via Skype, 
it's the next best thing to be in there. And I made a note to ask you this, and this is not by design. John is wearing his Superman sweatshirt, and he has Superman memorabilia on the wall in his office. How did you become a fan of Superman? That is a great, great question, and I'm glad you asked. I want to start off by saying, first of all, all of the magnificent things that have happened to me in my life from ending up being uh, the first host of the AF show in Los Angeles, becoming Frank Sinatra's private for four and a half years, creating the most original show in television would happen to be real people and be being chosen by Jim Garrison to be the Boswell to tell his story in two definitive documentaries. All of those things happened to me by accident. But all of the disasters that happened in my life were those things that were well planned. The Superman thing came about because of my son. My son became a very young Superman junkie when he would go out during, uh, during Halloween. And I remember when I was critic with LA Magazine and KNBC, and I went to review the movie Superman. Of course, I took my son. I took my son everywhere. I even took a R-rated movie. I, I just loved being with my son. I've met three geniuses in my life. Buck Miller, the scientist, Jim Garrison, DA of New Orleans, and my son. My son was a genius when he was born. Anyway, when we went to see the movie, my son's comments about the film were so smart. I had my son do the review instead of. <laughs> but in, in 1946, I was out of work. Uh, and this is after being deported twice from the United States once when I was 17, once when I was 29. And it was at a time when I had won five Emmys, but I was considered so controversial. I could not get in Los Angeles, I was literally out of work when I was 46. And then a year later, quite by accident, I had the most successful show of television on Real People. I first had Real People with Danny Arnold. Danny Arnold was the co-creator of Barney Milk. And in the book, you can read various stories. My son's godfather, Chris Hayward, saved Barney Miller again, by accident, from obscurity. Do you ever remember a show called That Girl with that Danny Thomas' that daughter? Girl. Yeah, That Girl with Marlo Thomas. Yeah, Marlo Thomas. That show was written by Danny Arnold, and it was quite successful for a few years. In that show, part of the uh, action placed at their office and part of it took place at home. So in the original Barnes Miller series, Danny Arnold had half of the action taking place in his home mm -hmm. and half of the action in the precinct. And the show was bombing. And ABC had announced to Danny Arnold that they were literally going to cancel the show. Uh, one of the co-producers, writers of the show, was Chris Edward, my son's godfather. Mm -hmm. That's my boy's name. And Christopher, for weeks, Chris Hayward would argue with him. He said, remember that movie, Detective, with Kirk Douglas? Great movie, and it all took place in an hour and a half in a precinct. This show should be a half hour in a precinct. 
And Danny Arnold said, no, people are in their living rooms. They don't want to look at a trash decreasing for half an hour, for God's sake. Anyway, Chris Hayward kept insisting that. And then when Danny Arnold got word from ABC they were canceling the show, Danny didn't want to write the last show. It broke his heart. So he said to Chris Hayward, you write the last show. So Chris Hayward wrote a show, Ed, where everything has to take place in the precinct because of a snowstorm in New York. And quite by accident, Richard Schickel of Time Magazine sees that show and gives it a rave review. And ABC had second thoughts. And they pick up Barney Miller for another 15 weeks and Chris Hayward gets his way. Keep it in the precinct. Danny Arnold so disbelieved that it would work that he kept the actress playing Barney Miller's wife, Barbara Barry, under contract for four years <laughs> and only used, her, only used her three times. Yeah. So anyway, I had the original uh, real people at ABC. Right, with Chris, Danny Arnold. Chris Hayward had said to Danny Arnold, John, who was this film critic, as you know, mm-hmm. had this notion that stories about real people would be a lot more interesting than stories that you and I write. So I want you to sign them to a development deal. And so I did. I got 13 weeks and $1,000 a week when I was on the floor. And it was called National Graffiti. National Graffiti. Yeah, because half of the stories came from the National Enquirer. Mm-hmm. The other half came, I love the name of that great film from Warner Brothers called American Graffiti. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So I put them together. And I wanted my original Byron Allen to be Richie Pryor, who was a, a dear friend. Mm-hmm. And he was in jail at the time. He had done a special for NBC and one of the censors had cut out a scene of his and Richie went into his office to punch him in the face and arrested him. He's in county jail, and then the IRS is waiting to arrest him on payment of taxes. But he could put 5,000 people in an auditorium in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. So the guy, and I in the book, I never, ever, ever say anybody's a jerk or anybody's wonderful. No, you leave, just, you leave that for the reader to decide. That's right. I report what they say and, and what they do, either in an informative or in a funny way, because of all the that was heaped on me from the time I was born in the Salvation Army Hospital Board in Toronto and deserted by my mother and father on the streets at six, I have had to learn how to turn all this into funny fertilizer. There's a lot of that in the book. The book being Your Mother is Not a Virgin, The Bumpy Life and Times of the Canadian Dropout Who Changed the Face of American TV by our guest, John Barber, Your Mother's Not a Virgin, available on softcover and as an ebook through tryingday.com, T R I N E, tryingday.com. You can also find it amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. John Barber is joining us today via Skype. Anyway, the programmer said this guy named Lou Ehrlich at ABC. Mm-hmm. And I had shot the first episode for the first five shows, I had the first five scripts all together. I go into his office and he says, what is this crap? These aren't even scripts. He said, they're just introductions to stories. Where are the stars? 
And I said, Mr. Ehrlich, the stars are the stories. And these stories will make whoever those are the stars eventually. But they're the stars. He says, this is a bunch of crap. And then he said, who else do you want to host this thing? And I said, Richard Pryor. He gasped. <laughs> then he leaned across the table. And this is what he actually said. That is never getting on this network. And you mean the television. And I said, oh, I have won a bunch of Emmys. And then he screamed at me, you're only local. <laughs> I used to hear that. I used to hear that. So anyway, they passed on it. And I couldn't sell it anywhere. And I'm out of work. By accident, I end up getting the actual owner of Real People, which is a guy named George Slot. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 from, from Rowan and Martin's Laughing. Yes, he was the co He ended up being the uh, creator of Laughing, but he didn't create it. The actual title was created by a brilliant, drunken Englishman named Biggie Wolf. It was the time in the 60s of civil rights protests and sit-ins. And so Diggy said, why don't we call it Laughing? And it was on for just three years mm -hmm. because Slaughter got into lawsuits and fights because everybody thought it was Roland and Martin's Laughing, and he wanted it to be George Slaughter's Laughing. And he got a contract to do four revival specials of the show. And he had called me. That's how I first met him. Mm -hmm. Asked if I would come on, write jokes for the show, and be critic at large on the, the revivals, where we introduced... Uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. That volcano. <laughs> I mean, he is a Vesuvius of comedy. Yes. The only one that comes close to Jonathan Winters. I'll get into that story a little bit later because we've got to get to the Superman yes. thing. Slaughter had a deal for four specials at uh, NBC, and those specials were to be country versus city. Country music versus city music, country jokes versus city jokes. And I said to George, George, says, that is absolutely fantastic because you're built for variety. So, but he said to me, well, I got a call from Freddie Silverman, he had heard about what you were doing with Danny Arnold, this thing about real people. So he thinks Danny Arnold's going to do a show about real people, but evidently he's not, since you're not with him anymore. How would you like to do it here? So I said, can we call it National Graffiti? I had the five scripts and the tapes, registered to kill. He said, no, we've got to call it real people. And I said, why? What an ordinary name. And this was the genius of George as a salesman. He said, I want Freddie Silverman to think he's smart. <laughs> so we're going to call it to real people. And for the first two and a half years, I had the total run of the show. George Slaughter was the uh, Jerry Jones of television. He owned the team and he owned the stadium, but he did not play the game. I was the quarterback and I was the team. That's it, quite simply. I was the Mark Twain storyteller for that, that show. Now, the business of Superman, George asked me, he didn't ask me first. He said, you know, you'll be one of the hosts. And I said, all of the hosts, George, should be unknown. And he said, uh, well, you're known. You've been on The Tonight Show with Sinatra with Dean Martin. I said, no, I'm not well known. I'm known locally. 
of everybody should be unknown. And he said, you know, who'd make a great co-host this for you? And I said, who? He said, Susan Anton. <laughs> I said, Susan Anton. Hold on a minute. Susan Anton is a gorgeous bomb singer. I've seen her often in Vegas. She's going with this semi-dwarf, Dudley Moore, who's about two feet shorter than her. I said, you cannot hire her. And he says, yeah, she's beautiful. She's smart. I know her. And I said, George, she is such a distraction to the story. Because people will look at her and say, what does she see in that midget that she's running around with? You know? And so he says, no, she's going to do it. And we need one other guy. And he says, I want to talk to David Steinberg. You know David Steinberg? Yes, he was, uh, uh, he was one of the people, he was one of the young breed of comics who came of age in the Smothers Brothers era. That's exactly right. He's from, like me, he's like from Canada, so I liked him. Yeah. But David Steinberg is a walking political placard because all his stuff was political. Mm -hmm. I don't care if he's liberal or conservative. I said to George, you can't hire him because people will resent some of his political stances when he's away from the show. He said, no, he's coming in tomorrow. The next day, David Steinberg came in, interviewed uh, George and I, and Dave were talking mostly George and David. And David Steinberg turned the show down. And the reason he turned it down, he says, there are no stars. So I was delighted to see him go, but George was insisting on Susan Anton, who had not made up her, her mind. So I go home, and my son is 10 years of age, sitting with my wife, and I was chuckling because I had all kinds of fights with Danny Arnold, who did not understand the concept at all. And neither did George. And I chuckled and I said, honey, I think I just had my first fight with George Slaughter. <laughs> and she said, what about? I said, well, God, he wants Susan Anton to be my co-host. And my son said, Dad, do you know who Sarah Purcell is? And I said, no, who's Sarah Purcell? And he chuckled. They said, well, she co-hosted a show that you originated on ABC's <laughs> Regis Philbin. Get up tomorrow and take a look at it. My son, he's dead. I get up the next morning and I see Sarah. And she's a former weather girl from San Diego. She's tall. She's attractive. But she's so personable on camera. And she can add live so I called and arranged for her to come the very next day to meet George. She is not in the office five minutes. I mean, she doesn't sit down the minute she walks in the door. George gets her breath away. He is so smitten with her, he hires her on the spot. So then he calls Sarita at home. Sarita is John's wife. And said, uh, Sarita, do me a favor. Bring your son in tomorrow. I have something for him. So my son and Sarita come in, and I'm there, and George Slaughter hands my son this full-length poster like this of Superman, only this is signed by the original creator of Superman, because his name was Jerry Siegel. So that and this sweater have always been good luck to me ever since then. John Barber is with us via Skype. John Barber, creator, producer, and one of the original hosts 
of NBC's Real People, John's book, Your Mother's Not a Virgin, The Bumpy Life and Times of the Canadian Dropout Who Changed the Face of American TV, is the story of John's life and career in and out of show business. We'll take a quick time out, then we'll talk some more with John when we come back on TV Confidential. Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be. And no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. Their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you. One more. I don't want to tell you about ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN, the number one rated virtual private network, according to TechRadar. A lot of us are hunkered down right now. We're either working from home or we're just staying at home, waiting out the shelter-in-place order. That means a lot more of us are online right now. Unfortunately, that also means a lot more hackers are online right now, looking for ways to get your private information. But you could put your mind at ease by checking out ExpressVPN. It is the fastest, most secure, and easiest to use virtual private network service in the world. And you can try it right now for free by going to tryexpressvpn.com forward slash TV Confidential. tryexpressvpn.com forward slash TV Confidential. ExpressVPN has easy-to-use apps that run seamlessly in the background of your computer, phone, and tablet. All it takes is just one click, and your device is protected. ExpressVPN secures your internet browsing and makes it anonymous by encrypting your data and hiding your public IP address. It also lets you surf the web safely without being snooped on by your ISP, the government, or hackers. Plus, ExpressVPN will protect your personal data, such as credit card information, account logins, and other sensitive data from being stolen. Go to tryexpressvpn.com forward slash TV Confidential for more information. ExpressVPN offers servers in 94 countries so you can access the internet from a wide variety of locations. Sign up for 12 months at tryexpressvpn.com forward slash TV Confidential. Sign up for 12 months and you will get an extra three months absolutely free. That'll bring down the total price to about seven bucks a month. And if you're not completely satisfied after one month, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit tryexpressvpn.com forward slash TV Confidential. tryexpressvpn.com forward slash TV Confidential for more information. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, 
please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.